welcome to my podcast. This is your host, Ray Lloyd, and this is All The Things. Hi. So I want to first tell my story so that you understand where I'm coming from and why I think I have a right to talk about this stuff. Um, But you know, I was thinking recently, my weight loss story doesn't really start in 2016 when I started my health plan and lost 60 pounds. But my weight loss story really starts all the way back as a kid. I was never an obese child, but I was always very obsessed with baking and cooking and eating and I definitely didn't understand portion control and I remember I probably went on my first diet I want to guess it was eighth grade I remember getting a diet book out of the library and reading about what I should be eating and it was never a health thing for me it was more like focusing on the food and things kind of continued on that way where I didn't know how to have proper eating habits and I never knew them really until 2016 or maybe even later than that to be honest it's still something I always contend for and always learn about um, because it's important and For a very, very, very long time, I didn't like the way I looked. I didn't appreciate being healthy. I didn't know how to take good care of myself. And so now that I do, and I see other people who hide their obesity behind a body positive movement, it hurts me because I know that we can do better. Now, I want to preface this with I am not saying that you can't be beautiful no matter how you look. I think you can. I also think you are valuable and worthy and wonderful at any size. I also think that you deserve to take up space in this world. I also think that people should not judge you based on the way you look. I also think that you should be able to get dressed and feel wonderful and incredible no matter you know what size you're at, no matter where you are, no matter how much you weigh, the scale should not determine your worthiness and your love that you have for yourself, okay? And I'm going to make that very, very clear this entire time that your size and the number that you weigh, the gravity that you hold within this world does not determine your importance or the love you should have for yourself. However, and that's a big however, I believe that the body positive movement glorifies obesity, which is dangerous. Now, if you happen to be whatever size, maybe not the traditional, you know, size that the world has decided is beautiful, which is not something I agree with, should you still be able to take pictures and post them of yourself and feel wonderful and feel worthy and know that you looked your best that day? Absolutely. Does that mean that you should stay at the size that you're at that is considered obese if there's something you can do about it? No. I think that obesity is very dangerous. 
and not in a mental thing, not in a, oh, you can't fit into that dress from Zara. That's not dangerous. I don't care about any of that. I mean, you know, I've never even myself tried to go after a tiny, tiny size. Like I, I'm sure I could lose more weight. I'm, my thighs touch and, you know, I have, I have extra fat on my arms. Like I've never tried for that. And that's not my intention. I never intend on being a tiny size because I'm healthy. And when you're healthy, that's what matters, right? So beauty does not equal a size, but health does. And I'm not saying that you have to work out like a crazy person. I'm not saying you have to look like a model. I'm not saying that you have to be, you know, worthy of a cover of Playboy magazine. Like that is not where I'm going with this. But what I am saying is that if you have extra visceral fat or if you're overeating on the types of foods that are dangerous for you, then that's, that's worrisome. And if you hide it behind a, you know, any size is beautiful or, you know, beauty's not a size kind of hashtags, then that campaign can be detrimental to your health. So, you know, that being said, I want you to understand that this is an actual real issue. Um, the last time I checked, 70 million adults in the United States were obese and 99 million of them were overweight. If you as an adult are overweight or obese, your child has an 80% chance of being overweight or obese themselves because they're going to learn the eating habits that you show them. And obesity is now the second leading cause of lifestyle-related cancers. And uh, what else does it cause? It's linked to gout. It's linked to breathing issues. It's linked to higher blood pressure, higher cholesterol, um, type 2 diabetes, all the things you really don't want right? So I'm not talking about having a flat stomach and having a six pack. I'm not talking about having toned arms. I'm talking about being in a place in your health that you're not at risk for dying early. You're not at risk for being someone who can't get up the stairs without getting a higher blood pressure because you literally can't get up the stairs without breathing heavily. I'm talking about not having to get an extended seatbelt on the plane. I'm talking about not having to wear a mask when you fall asleep at night because, you know, you have sleep apnea due to obesity-related issues. Now, are there people out there that might look at an obese size because of medical-related issues? Absolutely. Do I blame you for one second no matter where you're at, no matter what caused the obesity? No. But I will say this, if you know you can get healthier and you specifically choose not to, that I, I do hold you accountable to, right? Now, can my plan help you? Absolutely. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying choose something. Choose something that will help you get from where you're currently at to a healthier place. And a healthier place does not mean a size zero. A healthier place does not mean that you now have, you know, toned abs. A healthier place just means you know that you're doing your best and you're taking good care of yourself, okay? So I want to venture to say this at the risk of backlash, <laughs> that suggesting that an obese size is just as healthy as being a non-obese size is an irresponsible form of denial because I truly believe that obesity is an epidemic. And to prove that, hospital admissions are up 18% from last year and many of them are due to obesity-related 
diseases. And, you know, the truth is a lot of people will use the hashtag fat but fit, right? And that means that, you know, they're overweight or obese, but they work out and, you know, things like that. And, you know, the fact remains is that if you are overweight or obese, you have a 28% increased risk of heart disease. But the problem is that food is an addiction to some, if not many. And it's the only addiction that you can't ever stop unless you radically change your habits. Meaning, if someone's an alcoholic or a drug addict, if they choose to go through the system and choose to contend for their actual disease that is addiction, they can stop, right? Like if, if an alcoholic chooses to never drink again, then they can say that they've contended. They are always an alcoholic, they are always an addict, but they can choose not to, right? And no one would push alcohol on them knowing that they're an addict. You know, you'd have to be a really rude, horrible person to be like, oh, just take one drink. Everybody knows that just one drink can trigger an alcoholic. Everybody knows that just one hit, everybody knows that just one pill can trigger an addict to fall back to a place that they don't want to be. So if someone offers an alcoholic a drink and they say, no, I'm, I'm an addict and I'm three years sober, that person would apologize and they would pull the drink away. Oh, I'm so sorry. No one would ever say to them, oh, it's not a big deal. It's the holidays. Just have one, right? Because they recognize that as an addiction. And the problem is, is that food is an encouraged addiction. I watch people online saying things like, you only live once, just eat the pasta. Or, you know, I'll go places and say no to something and people are like, just eat it. What, what, are you on a diet again? Like, what, like, aren't you thin enough, right? And people don't encourage healthy eating the way they encourage not drinking wine to an alcoholic, right? They don't support you in your healthy eating habits. They make fun of your salad. They make fun of your healthy recipes because sugar is an addiction, not to everybody, but to lots of people. And the fact is, the fact that cannot be denied is that sugar hits the same place in your brain that heroin does. And everybody knows that heroin is one of the most fatal drugs out there, right? Undeniable fact. But sugar is a proclaimed, you know, celebrated, loved addition to people's households. It's in salad dressings for God's sakes. Okay. It's in every drink. There was the unicorn Starbucks drink and then Dunkin' Donuts got their own and they're all fighting against having the most, you know, ordered drink full of food coloring and sugar. And I'm not saying not to drink it. I'm not saying I never have sugar. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that people will push food on you much harder and much stronger than anything else. But if you would say to them, I'm a food addict, They'll just be like, well, just eat, just eat the cake. Just eat the cake, right? And it's so hard to stop when people don't support you in not wanting to be obese, not wanting to go down that road. You know, like you're, you're deemed a weirdo when you try to be your healthiest you sometimes. I'm surrounded by people who support me and that's good. But I remember when I first started losing my 60 pounds, I was probably down 15 of it. And I went somewhere out with friends and I was eating a protein bar and they made fun of me. 
they were like, what are you doing? You know, they didn't support me at all. I didn't fall prey to it and I didn't eat anything I chose not to that night, but it didn't feel good. And I'm not friends with those people anymore, you know? And so food is an encouraged addiction. It's a celebrated addiction. It's, you know, look at your Instagram feeds, birthdays, parties, holidays. Everyone's breaking out the alcohol. Everybody's breaking out the, you know, the cakes and the cinnamon buns and all the things, the pies, the recipes. And it's normal. It's normal. Can you imagine if addicts had a group on Facebook where they swapped, you know, ways to cook meth? They'd shut those down so fast. But we have recipe groups that, you know, swap recipes for cakes that are like 7,000 calories a slice and no one bats an eyelash. And I'm not saying to shut them down and I'm not saying not to do it and I'm not telling you not to bake it. But what I am asking you is why has that become so normal? Why is it that eating healthy isn't the most normal thing out there? And so I hope you hear my heart on this. I'm not telling you to look one way or another. I'm not telling you to fit into tighter clothes. I'm not telling you to even lose weight. What I am telling you is if we can try to question the new normal, the body positive movement, is it allowing you to love yourself or is it allowing you to love your addiction? I mean, this is just my opinion, so maybe I don't really know. You know, not a psychologist, not a doctor, but I am someone who's gone through it. I am someone who has lost 60 pounds. I am someone who has helped over 16,000 people try to contend to beat their addiction, try to lose weight, try to get a little healthier. And I wouldn't say, you know, that anyone who I've helped has celebrated being skinny. No one is like, oh, I can fit into a size zero and now I have six pack abs. Like, no, I don't even have six pack abs and it's not even a, it's not even a goal of mine. I just wanna be my healthiest self. I just wanna have energy. I just wanna have a control over what I put into my body. I just wanna respect myself for my choices. I just wanna feel my healthiest me. And I wanna love myself for keeping that promise to myself, not for being thin, right? Like that's not what I'm celebrating here. I think that the chase for having a perfect body is just as damaging as the complacency of remaining obese because you don't wanna do anything about it. Now again, if you're at a size where you're not comfortable with, I love you just, as much as I love anybody else. Like I am not blaming you. I am not holding you accountable to that, especially if you have a medical issue, like hear me on that. I, like I said in the beginning, I think you're beautiful. I think you're wonderful. I think you're worthy and you deserve every bit of space in this world just as anybody else. What I am saying to end off is can we question the new normal? Why is it that food addiction is a celebrated place Why isn't that anyone's, you know, when someone has type 2 diabetes, they're like, oh, well, uh, you know, go on metformin. But no one says, hey, you might want to lose some weight. You don't have to have type 2 diabetes. Or, you know, when someone walks into their doctor's office, doctors are now scared. I've spoken to them. They're scared to ask people to get healthy because they get pushback on it. What, are you telling me I'm, I don't look good? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm asking you if your insides are okay. Is your heart okay? Is your blood pressure okay? Is your cholesterol okay? Even if it is right now, will it always be like, it's like a, a car going down the road at 100 miles an hour. They haven't crashed yet, but they are at a higher chance of doing so. They're at a higher chance of causing an accident than someone who's driving the speed limit, right? 
So I just want to encourage you guys, drive the speed limit with your bodies. Try to be your healthiest you. Try to take good care of yourself. Try to put things inside of you that help you have your most energy and your most respect for yourself and, and that really, really support a healthy body. That's just my thoughts for today. I hope that it didn't hurt your feelings because that really, really wasn't my intention. Um, I think you all look amazing just as you are, but I wonder if your health, like your inner health, your liver, your gallbladder, your stomach, does that also support the same feelings? You know, body positive should really be feeling positive about ourselves because we took good care of ourselves, not because, well, I can eat cupcakes and icing and drink drinks with whipped cream and I still love myself. But, but do you, though? Do you know what it does to you? And do you know where you're headed? And if what you're eating is incongruency with where you're going, then celebrate it. Absolutely, 100%. I'm not here to take that away from you. But if it's not... If what you're eating doesn't get you to where you want to be, then maybe it's time to question that new normal. Maybe it's time to take that place where everyone said, like, it's fine. It's okay. Eat whatever you want. You only live once. Eat the cake. Maybe it's time to question that. Like, where exactly are we headed? Where are we taking humanity? Where is our future going if none of us are taking good care of ourselves? So... Maybe you love me now. Maybe you hate me. I don't really know. But I hope that you heard this with my intention. Um, I am not taking away your beauty at all. You are all worthy and wonderful and awesome people. But maybe, maybe if we took better care of ourselves, we'd be even better. Maybe. Leave me your thoughts as I duck for cover. <laughs> Good night. Thank you for listening. I hope that you loved today's episode. Please do the following things. Share this all over your social media. Subscribe to my podcast and leave me a five-star rating. Till next time.